Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson here, Christian Center, Shreveport, doing our daily podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We're talking about the next two years prophetically and urgent warning. And today we want to continue to bring that warning and prepare us for the day ahead. Coercion is coming, but it's coming through deception. All right, let's listen to this warning. With your kindness, you surprise me. With your faithfulness, remind me. You will always come to find me when I've lost my way. And in you, I live and breathe. I think the words of that are very accurate. We're going to be in a season where we're going to have to be in him so that no matter what comes from the outside, the oppression, the persecution, whatever, we're in him and we can go through anything no matter what occurs. Well, welcome. It's Wednesday. It is the first day of February 2023. Wow. Made it to another day, a new day, a new month in the Gregorian calendar. So let's see what the Lord's speaking. We started this week talking about the two-year frame, the warning we're bringing, the urgent warning. We've been given the same warning, like I told you, for two and a half years minimum. We saw this day coming. I've had dreams about it. I had warnings about it. And today I'll share a small dream I had years ago that is fulfilled, being fulfilled uh, potentially in the days ahead. And today I want to talk about the coercion of this movement uh, that is going to come through deception and that we must be discerning and know the days that we're living in. As we read in Luke chapter 12, that the Lord rebuked the religious spirit for not being able to analyze the present moment that they were in, which was Messiah. Jesus was on the earth and we are required as believers and followers of the Lord through our prophetic gifting to know the day in which we're in. That's the Issachar anointing. We talk about it. And so today I want to pick up there, continue to bring this warning. I'm trying to prepare a company of people. Uh, We are, not just me. There's a whole group of us doing this, where we want to have a company of people who know each other, know who labors among us, so that we can walk together, protect one another, and fight together for freedom that we will not lose the present freedoms that we have. I must say, you know, we had a little four-year reprieve as Americans when President Trump was in office. He protected our rights. He fought for them. He removed laws that were oppressive to us. But now we have a new regime in the White House, and we're starting to lose our rights again, just like we were under uh, the Obama administration. So now we're back in that cycle again. It was like four years of reprieve. I think it saved us many years in the future, but we're in that fight, and I think the whole world was affected by that. We talked about how, uh, you know, the, the, the crisis that we went through in 2020 through 2022 was used, or a dry run, I should say, to train us, to equip us, prepare us for what's going to happen. And this term, soft totalitarianism, 
is a term that that we want you to understand because it is a beginning of an oppressive state. Now, Chuck Pierce gave the word. We played it yesterday, which is the enemy plans to have the church, as we know it, the organized church in America and beyond, to be run by the government like it is in China. That's the plan of the enemy. Now, we know his plans, but what is the plans of God? He wants an awakening. He wants a revival. He wants uh, leaders to rise up and fight. That's really what he wants us to do. He'll fight with us and for us. We just have to fight properly in the battle ahead. Now, as we move toward this coercion through deception, I think you need to understand those terms of, of the power of coercion and how it can happen and how it can move and uh, it can begin to in, in, invade religion and then have religion tell everybody what to do. We see that in John chapter 4 of uh, Acts when the, the religious spirit married a political spirit. So the Pharisees actually had governmental authority from the government to begin to dictate to the early church what they could do, what they could say. And uh, as, he, as he did, as they did, they began to put parameters around them. They say, okay, you can do this, but you can't do that. Okay, you can talk about the Torah, but you can't talk about Jesus. And if you do, we're going to persecute you, put you in prison, which they did. And we're coming upon that day. So now when we look at this soft totalitarianism that we're talking about, the, the left wing of, the, of these world governments it's bringing, it, what, it, what it appeals to is a hunger uh, for, for a just society, as they say, or social justice, one that vindicates and liberates the historical victims of oppression. In each country, it's different. African-Americans in America, Native Americans, people like that who are historical victims. But it masquerades as kindness, demonizing dissenters and disfavoring demographic groups to protect the feelings of the victims in order to bring about what they call social justice. So what they'll do is, so like for us as a church, the body of Christ, we teach morality according to the scriptures, according to the Torah, according to what Paul teaches us. Well, uh, historically, uh, those in the, the you know, uh, homosexual community, the LBGDQ, have been victims you know, of oppression, of people attacking them, which is no doubt that has occurred. So now we who believe that that lifestyle is wrong are demonized, disfavored, and so therefore, we must be censored. We must be shut up. We must not be allowed to do that. We had a police officer, I think it was in Georgia this week, who is a Christian and just posted on his Facebook page or something like that, that he didn't consider you know, gay marriage a legitimate marriage because the Bible defines marriage. He had to resign his position as a police officer for doing that. He's demonized, evil, homophobic, whatever they want to call him. So this is going to happen to the church if we don't turn the tide. And so this whole social justice, uh, you know, identifies members of certain social groups as victimizers, as scapegoats, and it calls for them, a suppression of them as a matter of righteousness. This is where the self-righteousness, this is where the enemy, the Antichrist spirit, will use the long arm of the law, 
which talks about in Dan, it talks about it in Daniel seven twenty five. The Lord, the enemy changes times and laws to oppress the saints to wear them down. So in this way, it's so called these social justice warriors who are called who literally started as trying to bring freedom. They were liberals at one time, but now they've abandoned their authentic liberalism and they embrace this aggressive, punitive politics that, that's much like communism, uh, where now they are the arbitrators of truth and law, and if you don't agree with them, you must be suppressed. So think about all the moral laws we as a church believe, as an ecclesia, Read 1 Corinthians 6. Just read the list there that Paul lists. When we begin to become those who declare those, we're now demonized. So this is why the government's going to come in and start saying that we don't have this right to do that. And that's where we're going to start seeing this communism come in and begin to go on. So this, this coming after us, this is overkill if you ask me, is for this to be a permanent change, not just temporary, but permanent. We see this when we see the laws change in morality. We saw that in America under the Obama administration where they redefined marriage. You know, we didn't have an opposition as a believer to, if they want to, quote, have a union so they could have insurance and taxes, you know, benefits like any married couple, do it. We don't agree with that lifestyle, but don't redefine a biblical institution, which they did. And that's part of communism or totalitarianism when it comes in it must it must scrub all other ideologies other than the ones that they believe and so we we're starting to see this happen or it's heading that way and so we have to be in this place where we're not deceived by this coercion and when they start coercing us and saying oh this is for good you should love your fellow man then we need to recognize it for what it is so what this type of behavior, this ideology does, is it, it, it exploits our preference for personal pleasure over principles, including political liberties. The public will support it, or at least not oppose it, so this soft totalitarianism coming, because it fears the imposition of cruel punishments, but because it will be more or less satisfied by hedonistic comforts, all right? So here's what happens. I'm reading... Uh, um, uh, description there, what they're saying about this. And so they create what they call this pink police state. This is a, a social critic named James Apollos. He called it that. It's an informal arrangement in which people will surrender political rights in exchange for guarantees of personal pleasure. Here's the thing. When it said the pink police uh, state. <laughs> I had this dream back when Obama was in office. In America, we have a department called the Department of Homeland Safety, and they're responsible for the safety of America. It is not a government institution per se. It's not under the federal government. It was created by President Bush Jr. I know he's not a junior, but we call him that. But um, And it was because of 9-11 and to protect the nation. Well, now it's, it's out of control. It doesn't have oversight. It, it has a, a latitude to kind of create its own policies outside the government. And I had this dream that these pink paddy wagons, if you don't know what a paddy wagon is, it's a big truck that has like a little small jail in the back of it. It's a big box truck. 
and it has a little jail and they do this when there's a you know a big scene of rioting whatever and they just throw people in the back there so because they don't have time to run everybody to the police station so they have these trucks and i saw this thing that saw homeland security on it and it was starting to persecute people in america and put them in this paddy wagon for for violating what they considered you know injustices and so forth and we were having to rescue the body of Christ was was having to rescue them. In other words, break them out of these little jails, these little boxes, and let them out. And so when when I read this that they called the pink police state, I realized that this is that soft totalitarianism that's coming, where you're going to see this happen. And now in our society, uh, we saw this during the last two and a half years that the advanced sur- you know surveillance technology. It's going to be imposed by the state, but and it has been imposed, but now it's going to be welcomed by consumers because it aids to lifestyle convenience. So I'm as guilty with my phone and everything. And uh, as we look at this post-pandemic environment, we're going to need it for public health now. So they're going to put everything on your device and know everything about you. The, the World Health Organization has already come up with a medical code and if you don't know medical world, in every uh, report or file of a patient, you have a codes in there, and it tells a number or whatever, and it lets you know that you may have had certain procedures or you've had certain illnesses in your life, or they're going to put a code in there for being jabbed or not being jabbed. So my concern would be like if I'm in a foreign country and I had to go to the hospital for whatever reason, that code's going to be on my file and they're going to look at me, and if they have laws that they're not going to treat me because I'm not jabbed or, you know, whatever, I'm going to be marked, okay? So all in the auspice of, oh, this is a convenience to have everything on there. And so what has happened is we become engaged with the big brother mentality, and we tend to allow it to happen. We saw this during um, the crisis where, uh, you know, more and more we had to wear these masks and so forth not knowing that AI, artificial intelligence, was using that to learn to identify people through their eyes. If their mask is covering their mouth and their nose, they can still identify you. So they trained uh, these AI devices to start doing that. So now, for the convenience of healthcare, whatever, we created another level of surveillance, which now can mark us so forth. So it's, you know, you watch this now with crimes. They can discover a crime and solve the crime within days because of the surveillance when sometimes it would take years. Okay, I'm getting a little bit deep now. I just want to say this. We are being coerced through deception. Let's not be deceived, church. Let's be awake. I know this is an unusual week, but I felt this urgent warning because of the what Chuck had and what we've been getting that the enemy wants to do this. It wants our movement to be controlled by government and we are under the government of god we are praying for an awakening a move of god for that we will fight for our rights around the world to have the freedom to share the gospel of the kingdom of jesus christ to the ends of the earth join with me and agree that god will do this for us in the name of yeshua we pray amen amen all right come back tomorrow we'll continue well thanks for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast from Christian Centers Report. As you know, you're listening on one of the applications. Thank you for that. Please, again, 
share this podcast with others. We'd like to grow our audience so we can also bring this light to many other people. Don't forget our trip to Israel, May 4th through the 20th. We're starting in Europe, and then we're going to end in Israel. A journey to freedom, how the nation of Israel was birthed, and our responsibility to bless those that bless Abraham. So we're going to go into that, and uh, you can join us on that. Contact our church at info at christiancentershreport.com.